Minute, your minute-by-minute podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute-by-minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by Joe. It's the the Playhouse 90 Minute. That's right, Minute 90. Um, If there was... uh, It doesn't matter. I was going to say something about how many feet bases are away from each other. It's 90, isn't it? 90 feet from home to first? I believe so, yes. That's the minute we're on, minute 90. Um, In this minute, Wyatt screams in the rain. Um, (laughs) That's pretty much it. So Morgan has just died. Wyatt has blood all over his hands. He could go to the latrine or the sink. and literally. (laughs) Instead, he decides to go out in the rain to wash his hands off. Um, He's obviously upset. Yeah. And he goes outside, and he's he's mad. He's screaming. He's yelling. Um, and uh, he's just – he's had enough. And he's uh, – he To just, be frank, I, I've had enough too. <laughs> and he, you know, he sort of quietly mutters, why? Why him? And then – Josephine runs towards him. Wyatt. And he goes, no. No, get away from me. Can't you see? Get away from me. Now, in my hands, Joe, I have the script. And when I say script, I mean the novelization of the script. <laughs> I mean the uh, the thing about Tombstone that sucks the most. <laughs> the book based on the movie. Okay, so um, he Wyatt says, go away. Don't come near me. I don't want you near me. But she would not stop. Finally, she was in front of him. She started to put her hands to his face. In desperation, Wyatt took her by the shoulders and pushed her away. Only her dancer's balance kept her from falling. Didn't Isn't that the second yeah, time? it her, is. Yeah. He said, you... He used the term that you would use to refer to a, a, a prostitute in ill repute. And then he called her that again, but a filthy version of that. He says, get Is away from me. Is how written? That's a really weird way to write it. No, I just didn't, I didn't want to have to bleep myself out. <laughs> okay. Uh, get away from me. Run to John Behan. Just get away from me. And she couldn't believe this. And then she ran away. Now... That's interesting, right, Joe? No, not really, because it's just from some stupid book. That has nothing to do. Which is based off the script, based upon the screenplay. Let me continue, Joe. (laughs) No, I won't let you. A few feet away, Doc and Kate had witnessed the scene. Fuming with rage, Kate started toward Wyatt, but Doc pulled her back. She said, that son of a bee, did you see that? Doc cut her off. Woman, are you so dense that you can't see that he had to do it? He had to do it for her sake. I know that you probably can't understand that, but you just witnessed a noble act. You what? may not have sense enough to know it, to know that. I'm glad they didn't have that in this movie. Yeah, that would make Doc significantly less cool. Doc, the whole thing, everyone loses in that, in that exchange. Um, and then Maddie... 
comes out there. Like, so, you know, this is all just one shot. Uh, Wyatt kind of, you know, ignores Josephine, tells her to get away. Then he turns, and Maddie's standing there. And to continue um, your favorite part of the show, of this movie, Maddie and Wyatt just look at each other, and no one says anything. (laughs) (laughs) It continues. Um, And then she wordlessly walks away. Now, do you have anything to say about this sequence? I love fake rain sequences. Oh man, this is yeah. <laughs> like, um, and and it's it's kind of dumb and hacky to like criticize films for like continuity errors or like where it's obvious that the rain is fake because who cares really? But it it is it is especially fake in this, this sequence is, and, and really awesome. This is one of the worst implementations of the rain machine I've ever seen in a movie. Because, and there's no why. Why does it even need to be raining? Like the, this whole sequence doesn't need there to be rain or a storm or anything. Well, that's a good question. I was thinking more of like you don't need to see the entire town. Like I, I, I kind of disagree with you when you're like it's sort of hacky to show the stuff. You, when you make a movie, you decide where the camera points. You don't have to point it in a location where it's absolutely clear as day it's raining in like a 10 foot by 10 foot square yeah i i I think i don't know this is what 93 or 94 yeah by then home video had been around long enough where they should have been thinking about that you're right well because i think in older films like they're not really thinking about people watching the movie multiple times or being able to rewind or anything like that like in if you just sat down in the movie theater and you watched, uh, you probably would still notice it, I guess. It is pretty well, bad. I, I, in a little bit of defense of it, a lot of times when you're filming movies, especially in 93, um, you know, you've got, like, you know, your little viewfinder on your on your camera showing what you're shooting, which is super wide for Tombstone. But they normally would also show what it would look like in, like, standard Academy ratio. So they might have been like, you know what? When this hits video, they won't even notice because they're not going to see it. Because it's going to be such a small portion of the screen compared to what we're shooting yeah, for film. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, um, that could be. But um, I wish this scene was three minutes longer. What? Why? Yeah. Because I wish it just... Every time um, Wyatt ignored someone, he would turn the corner and another citizen of Tombstone would walk up to him and he would tell them to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Like Virgil, like, like like it's wheeled out on a gurney. Yep. <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> and then like Milt walks out there, and he's just and like then, yelling at him. And like, Doc <laughs> just keeps going. The ghost of Fred White. <laughs> they have a force ghost. Of- it, it's it's like a it's like a Christmas Carol where like Fred White like wrangles up in chains like Wyatt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This could be so much longer with that. Fred White does kind of look like a Muppet, doesn't he? Like he, from a Muppet, he does look like um, uh, not like it's Staller and Waldorf, right? Yeah. That are the I don't know which one is the shorter one. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, and as far as I know, there's no proof that he's not a Muppet. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I mean, you could have had um, Mr. Fabian gonna show it up <laughs> he, he okay it i just looked this up waldorf is the shorter one it looks like fred white yeah that does look like him 
So yeah, Mr. Fabian could have showed up. Um, who's the guy who catches things? Uh, Professor Gilman. Professor Gilman is just juggling in the rain. <laughs> Get away from me! Put that. Hey, put it down. <laughs> like he's he's juggling like flaming. Uh, uh, bowling pins and getting really frustrated because the rain keeps putting them out. Speaking of bowling pins, Joe, I learned something today that I need to tell you and my listeners about. Okay. Did you know that Tombstone had a bowling alley during this time? I didn't know that, but I'm not particularly surprised. Really? You're not surprised? Well, I I do live in a city with uh, the United States' longest uh, operating bo- or oldest operating bowling alley, and it is from the ni- twenty in the 19th century. Okay. Well, um, one of our listeners, TJ, sent me a link of a Western legend map of Tombstone from 1881. Shows the streets where all the uh, all the locations of the important landmarks, including like Fly's Boarding House and Fly's Photographic Studio, of course, the OK Corral, you know, all these in Oriental Saloon, all these things. One of these on here is the Sampling Room Saloon in Bowling Alley, um, which is just like, a, it, it, it's just like pretty close to everything here. Yeah. It's like right next. It's actually pretty close to the Grand Hotel. Uh, it's like next door to it. Um, I just can't. I just can't. Can you imagine? Do you think anyone that we've seen in this movie goes bowling? Yeah, heck yeah. Do they? Do they have bowling? Who shoes? do you? Who doesn't like bowling? Do they have to get bowling shoes? Uh, maybe you just wear socks. Because. You can't wear cowboy boots in a bowling lane. You're right about right? that. Right? So, but... like, Ike Clayton, give him one cowboy boot? <laughs> and and I don't know. It might not have been, like, um, like there's a, um, a mini bowl, uh, which is also not nearly as old as... Uh, I'm referring to the Holler House, by the way, if anyone wants to visit Milwaukee, which was founded in 1908 by Iron Mike Skaronsky. Okay. Uh, it was not called the Holler House back then, but... Uh, they changed the name in the seventies, but anyways, um, it is the supposedly the <clears throat> America's oldest certified bowling alley, and it is a wonderful place. Uh, and ladies, if just you should know, if you do ever visit my my home, Milwaukee, which I love very much, it is tradition for ladies when they visit for the first time to uh, remove their brassiers and throw it up into the rafters. So what really? Yeah, you're supposed to you you autograph and you hang your bra from like light fixtures or There's got to be thousands of bras up there. They did have to they finally got to the point where there's actually controversially um the fire department I, this this may not be true but this is legend. <laughs> legend. Okay, not, that's a strong word. Uh they the fire department said it was a fire hazard and made them take down all the bras and uh People got so upset that they let them start hanging bras up there again. Man, I would I would assume that'd be good for um, the building to you know such an old building to have that sort of support up there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Rob. Uh, I'll give you that one. Okay. Uh, so if if uh, if you, uh, listeners, if you ever do visit Milwaukee, 
uh, please do go over to the Holler House. It's got two lanes. If you want to bowl there, depending on, you might want to call ahead and just make sure they have some pin setters there uh, because it is not obviously automatic. It's, you know, almost 110 years old now. But it is, uh, I, I haven't been there in, shoot, I don't know, probably five years. So I'm not sure if Mary, or excuse me, Marcy is still running the place. But when I went and visited um, the uh, woman who is the owner and proprietor of the place was tending bar so you don't think in 18 well i guess i'm gonna go there with you and i'm gonna ask them when did you have to start wearing special shoes to bowl <laughs> well i mean like you do that to keep the i know i know why uh, i'm just yeah. wondering was this a concern in 1880 or was there some bowling convention in the uh, early 1900s that they decided uh, hey we should make shoes mandatory and it's also a way to you know get some more money for our bowling alleys <laughs> I got to think, like, they probably had the guys remove their boots. Maybe. I don't know. That's a great qu- That is a really good question. Do you have anything else on this sequence in the rain? Um, well, I, d- I had a question for you uh, uh, not related to the rain. Well, and, and we didn't really talk about we're getting into the first few seconds of a mm-hmm. pretty fantastic sequence after this. I don't yes, know if but you, all, all you we were going to bring right that now, up. All we see right now is uh, – Johnny Ringo and Curly Bill enjoying a drink on the porch. And Ike. I don't, well. He does yeah. sneak in before the, the minute okay. is over. So who's to know what's going to happen yeah, next? Well, it's it's a, a pretty great moment. Uh, I would um, say uh, my question for you would be, like, have you been rescued yet in your choose-your-own-adventure situation? Um, no. Oh, you're still. But I'm alive. Maybe. Uh, I'm alive, and all I want to do, since in our Choose Your Own Adventure story, we found out we're just children, all I want to do is go to the bowling alley (laughs) and and bowl a few games. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that they had a bowling alley in in Tombstone during all of this. Remember when you almost made me go deaf in one ear at a bowling alley? Yes, I do. (laughs) All Um, right. Anything else to add to this nah, minute? That's that's good. Right, happy uh, hour's over. Too late to put in a new order. Uh, I want to thank our listeners. We're at 90 minutes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, thank you, everybody. I know we do this every Friday, but uh, from both Joe and I, we appreciate your uh, your your listening here. So and we got, what, like 30 minutes to go? Um, I think we have 40? 45 minute, or 40 minutes of the movie left. I'm not sure how much that is credits, but we're going to do those too. Um, and we've sort of discussed some bonus things. There might be a, there might be a Saturday episode that sort of sneaks its way over to you someday. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you should talk about like the survey thing, right? Uh, we did that yesterday, but TombstoneMinute.com. No, no, no. I mean survey. like for the number. Oh, yeah. If we get, do we decide 100? If we get 100? Um, It'll go by percentage, right? Yeah, so that's right. So if we get a hundred, uh, we'll do all of Wide Earp, not minute by minute. Let's oh, be clear. Oh God, no, jeez. We'll just have an, a special episode where you and I uh, chat about it. Um, but if we only get, let's say, fifty, that's only fifty percent. We're only going to watch half the movie. Why would we're, anyone? We're, we're not even going to watch the first half. We're going to start at a random minute and end it at a random minute. Why would anyone listen to us talk about half a movie? No one listens to us <laughs> talk about this movie. 
just let's get to 100 and we'll do Wyatt Earp. That's what's going to happen. Either we either you get to either we get 100 and we do it or we don't and we're not going to watch Wyatt Earp if we don't have 100. That's fair. Okay. Thank you. We'll be back next week when uh, the third act really ramps up.